0: chapter 18 of fairy stories my children love best of all this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by malini serover fairy stories my children love best of all by edgar dupheima chapter 18 the emperor's invisible robe Many years ago, there lived an emperor who was very fond of new clothes. He spent all his money so that he might have a coat for every hour of the day. In the great city in which he lived, it was always very merry. Every day, a number of strangers arrived there. One day, two rogues came. They said, We can weave the finest of fabrics. Not only are the colors and the patterns uncommonly beautiful, but the clothes made of these fabrics are so wonderful that they are invisible to anyone who is stupid or unfit for his office. Those would be capital clothes, thought the emperor. If I wore them, I should be able to find out what men in my empire are not fit for their places i could tell the clever from the stupid yes the cloth must be woven for me directly and he gave the two rogues a great deal of money that they might begin their work at once thereupon they put up two looms but they had nothing at all on them they at once demanded more gold this they put into their pockets and then they worked at the empty looms until late into the night only pretending to weave i should like to know how far they've got on with the stuff thought the emperor after a while but he felt quite uncomfortable when he thought that those who were not fit for their offices could not see it he believed, indeed, that he had nothing to fear for himself, but yet he preferred first to send somewhere else to see how matters stood. All the people in the city knew what peculiar power the cloth possessed, and all were anxious to see how bad or how stupid their neighbours were. "'I will send my honest old minister to the weavers,' thought the emperor." He can judge best how the stuff looks, for he has sense, and no one understands his office better than he. Now the good old minister went out into the hall where the two rogues sat working in the empty looms. Mercy on us, thought the old minister as he opened his eyes wide. I cannot see anything at all. But he did not say this both the rogues begged him to be kind enough to come nearer and asked if he did not like the colours and the pattern then they pointed to the empty loom but the poor old minister could see nothing for there was nothing to see mercy thought he can i indeed be so stupid i never thought so and not a soul must know it am i not fit for my office no it will never do for me to tell that i could not see the stuff what do you think of it asked one of the rogues oh it is charming quiet enchanting answered the old minister as he peered through his spectacles what a fine pattern and what colours! Yes." I shall tell the emperor that I am very much pleased with it. Well, we are glad of that, said both rogues, and then they named the colours and explained the strange pattern. The old minister listened attentively so as to be able to repeat it when the emperor came, and he did so now the rogues asked for still more money and more silk and gold which they declared they wanted for weaving they put all into their own pockets and not a thread was put upon the loom but they continued to work at the empty frames as before the emperor soon sent another honest statesman to see how the weaving was going on and how soon the cloth would be ready he fared just like the first he looked and looked but as there was nothing to be seen except the empty looms of course he could see no cloth is not that a pretty piece of stuff asked the two rogues and they made belief to display and to explain the handsome pattern which was not there at all i am not stupid thought the man it must be that i am not fit for my office it is strange but i must not let it be noticed and so he praised the stuff which he did not see and expressed his pleasure at the beautiful colours and the charming pattern yes it is enchanting he said to the emperor all the people of the town talked about the beautiful stuff the emperor wished to see it himself while it was still on the loom with a number of chosen men among whom were also the two honest statesmen who had already been there he went to the two cunning rogues who were now weaving with might and main without fibre or thread is that not splendid said the two old statesmen who had already been there once does not your majesty remark the pattern and the colors and then they pointed to the empty loom for they thought that the others could see the cloak what's this thought the emperor i can see nothing at all this is terrible am i stupid am i not fit to be the emperor that would be the most dreadful thing that could happen to me so thinking he said aloud oh it is very pretty and he nodded in a contented way and gazed at the empty loom for he would not say that he saw nothing the whole company with him looked and looked and saw nothing any more than he but like the emperor they said that is pretty and advised him to wear the splendid new robe for the first time at the great procession that was soon to take place it is splendid went from mouth to mouth on all sides there was rejoicing and the emperor gave the rogues the title of imperial coat weavers the night before the procession the rogues were up and had lighted more than sixteen candles The people could see that they were hard at work completing the emperor's new robe. The rogues pretended to take the stuff down from the loom. They made cuts in the air with great scissors. They sewed with needles without thread. And at last they said, Now the robe is ready. The emperor came with his nobles to put on the robe the two rogues lifted up one arm of the garment as if they were holding something and said see it is as light as a spider's web yes said all the nobles but they could not see anything for nothing was there will your imperial majesty said the rogues please put on the new robe here in front of the great mirror the emperor assented and the rogues pretended to put on him the new robe and the emperor turned round and round before the mirror oh how well it looks how capitally it fits said all what a pattern what colours it is a splendid robe then the master of ceremonies announced they are standing outside with the canopy which is to be borne above your majesty in the procession well i am ready replied the emperor does the robe not suit me well and then he turned again to the mirror for he wanted it to appear as if he were greatly pleased The two chamberlains who were to carry the train stooped down with their hands toward the floor, just as if they were picking up the mantle. Then they pretended to be holding something in the air. They did not dare to let it be noticed that they saw nothing. So the emperor went in procession under the rich canopy, and everyone in the street said, how handsome is the emperor's new robe what a train it has how well it fits him no one would let it be known that he could see nothing for that would have shown that he was not fit for his office or that he was very stupid no royal robe had ever had such a success as this but he has no robe at all a little child cried out just hear what that innocent says said the father and one whispered to another what the child had said at length all the people said but he has no robes at all the emperor heard them and he thought to himself i guess they are right but i have begun this and i must go on with it to the end so he held himself a little higher and marched back to the palace bravely wearing the new robe which nobody could see at all End of chapter eighteen recording by malini Sarover.